Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. This is Raquel Willis from Queer Chronicles. Right now, there are close to 500 anti-LGBTQ plus bills in state legislatures across the country. Lambda Legal is leading the charge against these hateful bills that target mostly trans and non-binary people. You can fight discrimination and help write the next chapter of Lambda Legal history. To learn more about their open cases and to donate, visit LambdaLegal.org. That's LambdaLegal.org. Okay, well, announcement, special announcement segment starts now. (laughs) Welcome to the announcement episode. (laughs) (laughs) Hi, it's Sam and George, and we're here before the episode that we've actually recorded to make a couple of special announcements. That time thing alert. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Wow, the alarms are sounded. Um, Honey, and that makes two of us. Um, Wait, what? Sorry, I was trying to make like a sounding. The way I said sounded, like the alarms are sounded. I thought about sounding. What's thought, sounding? Oh my God, George. This would have to go behind a paywall. This is not for children, which is our main listenership. Oh no. Is it a sex thing? Yeah. What is it? it? Oh, it's where you... I mean, I guess I didn't know what that was called. Yeah, that's what it's called. It's called sounding. Okay, let's bleep out when you describe it as a joke. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, that's funny. Because I want people to then, people that are prudish uh, virgins like me to have to go and look it up. (laughs) Yeah, and they they should. They should be doing more research, not less. Um, Okay, so you announce one thing and I'll announce the second thing. Okay, I'll announce the first, what I'm considering the first thing from my perspective. Okay. Is that randomly, we, a podcast, are doing our first ever live show. That's right, bitches. The quarantine breakout hit known as Stradiolab, our podcast, is getting out of the microphones and the computers and going into Brooklyn's The Bell House 
on i want to say um <laughs> june 28th 28th that is, that is correct june 28th and it is the monday after sun after pride sunday so we're all going to be a little bit hungover. We're all going to be a little bit tired. And yet we're going to find in our reserves the ability to go all the way off and have the most fun we've ever had in our yeah, entire Yeah, and I lives. actually don't want that to be like, I actually don't, I don't want to set the expectation that everyone is tired and hungover. People are going to show up and they're going to be excited. Okay. Yeah, we're changing the narrative. Actually, Pride doesn't end until we say it does. And that is going to be on June 29th when Pride ends because our show is on June 28th and my birthday is on June 30th, bitch. Oh my God, I forgot. So maybe we'll have, maybe I'll do something. I'll surprise you for your birthday. <laughs> Uh-oh, now I already know. But yeah, um, so this is Okay, bleep it out so you don't hear it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So Wait, and, um, and I do want to say a behind the scenes peak is that we we had the two available dates were Sunday and Monday and we were like okay Sunday on the one hand Sunday would be iconic to have a straight a Stradio Lab live show on Pride Sunday on the other hand <laughs> we would have to ask any potential guests to cancel their pride plans in order to attend our Bell House show and meanwhile all the audience members would be maybe blackout drunk from that day <laughs> So we said perhaps no coming to from that. the Capital One equality float, <laughs> which we will be making a huge and exciting yes. appearance on. Wait, uh, okay, you know what's crazy? It's like now, and I think this has been the thing a while that has been in the works for a while. It's now just fully a hundred percent hack to make fun of like corporate pride. I was thinking the exact same thing. It's so lazy now, and it's yeah. like it's just a given. It's just like. Yeah, that's like making fun of like Santa imagery at Christmas. It's right. just like, yeah, that's the holiday, bitch. Right. It like, actually makes me feel crazy because I have, you know, in in my early comedy career, that was my bread and butter. Sure. And I mean, there are in fact televised performances of mine where I am fully making those jokes. And now I have to actually email the head of NBC Universal to have them all taken down. <laughs> yeah, I, I love that Fallon set of yours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I did the rounds. I'm actually the only person who did the same exact set on all late night shows, and it was only about how pride is corporate now. Yeah. And then at the end, like Sinead O'Connor, I did, I said, fight the real enemy, and I ripped a photo of um, the cast of Modern Family. <laughs> I love that. Um, yeah. So, okay. This is, we're already talking forever, but I'm sorry. And it's, no, and no, it's no. fully my fault. But no, no, so no. I'll say the second announcement. Well, just to be clear, we made some, we said some lies in that last segment and some truths. And the truths are that our Stradio, Stradio Lab live show, first ever, is on June 28th. Uh, at 8 p.m. at the Bell House. And the tickets, Bell House. if you're hearing this, I believe are currently on sale. Yes, don't tickets are on sale. That. If they're not on sale, that means they will be like tomorrow. We It's <laughs> it's about to go up. Um, we're not lying. <laughs> this is not our plan to announce the show first and pitch it to the Bell House later. No, it's there. It's there. Trust me, like they know about it. <laughs> um, and my birthday and, is oh, actually and, on Wednesday. And also you have to be vaccinated to attend. Oh, yeah. So Which and, is... No offense. I mean, obviously, we're both anti-vax, but uh, we do. But unfortunately, you do have to be vaccinated by Bell House rules. And our second announcement is that we are doing a second earnestness bonanza 
fans will recall our first Earnestness Bonanza. They came out during the holiday season in uh, last December. We're doing a second one. And what that means is that we will drop the facade and answer <laughs> questions earnestly from you, the listeners. So if you have any questions for us, please email them before we're probably going to record the week of the of june 21st um mm -hmm. so as soon as possible would be best at stradiolab at gmail.com yeah so that's those are our big announcements yeah i think <gasps> should we what? tell them the other part which is that yeah well let's just say there's another big it's a big thing coming. Oh, yeah. We've got some announcements, biatches, and we're not going to say all of them right now. Yeah. And tweet at us, what do you think is going to be hashtag the third announcement? <laughs> because it's a big one. This, wow. We're, okay. This is going to be great. Um, it's good. I feel like we've announced- And I want to say hashtag the fourth announcement is that I think this episode you're about to hear is like one of my favorites of all time. I agree. I just, I've already edited it. I edited that hashtag that time thing. I edited it like an hour ago. Um, and it's a hit, baby. It's a huge hit. Uh, one of our favorite people, one of our favorite friends, one of our favorite business partners. <laughs> but also a really, I think, a quintessential Stradio Lab episode. I think, I think to quote everyone on Twitter, it's canon. It's canon, honey. Um, well, I think we pretty much did it. We announced yeah. everything and we've already talked too much, I want to say. Yeah, I agree. God, announcing is so hard and uh, uh, I'm consuming. What? Wait, I also have to tell you, I'm the dumbest bitch on earth. Well, what else is new? Why? <laughs> I already hit upload to the to, to Libsyn, so I have to take the, pie, the episode down. Oh my God. Literally dumb bitch alert, a clock 101. <laughs> Pound the alarm. Beyonce is literally re-releasing Ring the Alarm and it's charting because people are playing it when making fun of you for uploading the podcast. So I'm going to delete that episode. I'm going to add this intro to it and then I'm going to re-upload it. Okay. And so that's that announcement thing. And that's that announcement thing. And that's actually hashtag the fifth announcement is that we're about to re-upload the podcast. <laughs> okay, that's called talking about the podcast when we make the podcast. Okay, enjoy the episode. Okay, enjoy bye. Enjoy Josh Sharp. Bye. Podcast starts now. What's up, everyone in the world? You are listening to Stradio Lab, the only podcast in which two gay guys and sometimes a third gay guy and sometimes another type of person talk about straight culture and also don't do that at all. So if you're coming to our podcast thinking, oh, I would really like to unpack straight culture, get a freaking life first and foremost. And that's all I'll say about that. George, was I too uh, harsh? No, I think people, I think, you know what? People needed to hear that. <laughs> Uh, so often we allow our listeners to have whatever um, mood, to, to be in whatever mood they want to be in, to expect of us whatever they want to expect of us. And I think it's important to start out doming them. I mm -hmm. think, you know, they press play and by pressing play with their index finger, that is such a, it's almost an attack. It's like, okay, fucking entertain me, <laughs> you two stupid faggots. And then, yeah. and it's like, no, actually we're more than that. We're um, comedians and 
and sometimes we had to have other hobbies. We have things to say. We have friends and people in our lives. We have families. We have children. We have both birthed multiple young we children. We have children. We keep them private from the podcast because you're all such monsters. And we know that once we release the names and likenesses of our children, the fans would be all over them. It would be it would be too much. And they'd I think be that... on the cover of Podcast Magazine, and they'd be the, the the they'd be all over the tabloids. And it would just it's not what I want for my family. No, and I think it's just it's time to fight back against the tyranny <laughs> of having listeners, which is yeah. something we never asked for when we released this podcast. No, no, no. This was always supposed to be a private conversation that we recorded so that we could listen to ourselves when we were old and gray and think, what were my thoughts when I was, right. you know, whatever. Right. Well, when we started this, I would say, oral history project of <laughs> talking to one another on mic and inviting some of our close friends to have, again, private conversations not mm -hmm. meant for general consumption, we didn't know that we would, you know, go viral and become one of the most successful podcasts in the country. We didn't know we were we would be included in, I'll say it, multiple magazines, best podcast of 2021 lists. I didn't know we would end up having, you know, celebrities on the podcast. I didn't know we would oh. have people knocking on our doors. Uh, you know, Laura Linney the other day reached out to me and said, can I please do the podcast? I'm promoting a new film where I play a woman who is complicated. Yep. And, and you said to her, you said, hey, hon, what's your offer? Right. And, and whatever your number you're thinking, double it. Yeah, because... she left me on read. <laughs> you know why? Because she couldn't afford us. Yeah, because well, I'm people... sorry, Laura Linney, if, you know, doing The Savages in 2007 was not profitable enough to be able to afford coming on our podcasts. And yes, every guest pays to get on this podcast. It's pay to play, bitch, and get used to it. Because we deserve payment for what we do, which is host people for our private conversations. Right. People try to kind of cancel. People say, oh, that's similar to having an unpaid internship or it's similar to kind of like, you know, that thing when you apply for a grant and you have to pay money in order to be an applicant. Mm -hmm. People say that's unethical. And we say, uh, we never said we were role models. <laughs> I never said I was a hero. No. I, I think, I mean- Well, I no, I think we are heroes, just not role models. Oh, sure. So sort right? of like an anti-hero type of anti -hero. thing? Anti-hero. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're someone that the bad guys can look up to. And that's yeah. powerful too, because guess what? They're people and they exist in society. What, do you want to kill all the bad guys? Cool, I thought you were anti-prison. Yeah, is... I think it's interesting that actually all our listeners are pro-death penalty all of a sudden, <laughs> just because we are villains. Yeah, it's really messed up and it's like, it's hypocritical. I'm not sure why, but it just yeah. is. Well, the hypocrisy is astounding. And to be honest, I'm disgusted with every single person listening to this and having constant hypocritical thoughts. I just know it and I can hear it through the headphones. Yeah, we get constant feedback. And, and you know, it's sort of a Professor X vibe. You know, mm -hmm. at any point uh, that you listen to the podcast, we actually do get a little visual, sort of a hologram in our mind of you listening to us. Right. Wait, I don't want to completely change the direction of this, but I actually have something I have to address. Okay, so you don't want to change the direction of us screaming at our listeners for no reason? No, no. <laughs> I actually think, um, if anything, I wish I could do that for two full hours and not even bring in our guest. But I, I have something I actually need to address imminently, and I can't wait longer. Okay, please. Okay. <laughs> the thing is, the way the timing worked out, and this is not my fault, I have a delivery of a, f a whole chicken coming to me, a whole raw chicken that I'm going to make tomorrow coming to me. And it might come during the recording of this podcast. 
Okay, so everyone, <laughs> listeners and guest included, we are all on Chicken Watch. This and is I say check- I also have a delivery that might be coming during the podcast. Is really? that true? I'm sorry to interrupt, but yeah, I have a thing, a crate of cold brew that they've tried to deliver three days in a row, but it might come during the podcast. <laughs> Sam, do you have any deliveries coming up? I didn't order anything to be delivered. Quick, order a raw chicken or some cold <laughs> brew. I didn't realize we were doing delivery day on the pod. Listen, hey, I, I tried so hard. I tried so hard to plan around it. And I chose the kind of like, it's like, there's a slight overlap with our recording, but then, but not as much. But then I got a text that was like, the delivery is on its way. So it really could come at any moment. George, and what, why, what, why just one raw chicken? Well, it's not just one raw chicken. It is also a bunch of fresh vegetables and I'm getting it from Chef Collective, which is not a sponsor, but um, please let me know if you want to join and I'll give you my discount code. (laughs) (laughs) I am making a, I am roasting a full chicken for the first time in my life tomorrow. What do you think about that? I think that is um, beautiful. Um, my uh, experience of cooking, as you know, is not doing it at all and Misha doing it for me. Right. I, I personally don't know where food comes. I just know that Misha makes it. Um, and he loves to roast a chicken. So maybe I should uh, get him on the pod and he could. So sort he of does give you roast something. a full chicken. He does. Yeah. That's in his repertoire. Yeah. Uh, it's a common thing he does. It's a common thing. Interesting. Josh, what do you think? I think it's incredibly brave of George and Misha to roast chickens. <laughs> Thank you. I think it's incredibly brave. But And I don't really cook that much either, but I don't have a Misha either. So I don't know where my food's coming from. Well, that's why you're eating smoothies. You, yeah, that's you, why I'm eating smoothies. <laughs> um, Listener, so you missed this, it now, earlier. This counts, but... as, this counts as Josh's intro. Josh, you're in it I'm now. Here. You're in, Josh Sharp. Josh Sharp. Josh Sharp. Yeah, I'm Josh here. Sharp. Okay. Hello, everyone. Okay, Josh Sharp. Sorry, Josh we have to Sharp. spell it out for you. It's Josh fucking Sharp. Yeah, Jesus it's really Christ. wild that you need to label me as such. You know, not you all. I mean, that the listener needs yeah. to know my full first and last government name. I mean, would you like to go off on the listeners as well for a moment yeah you know <laughs> suck a cock already and they do end often. the podcast now press pause and go outside and suck dick in a park what I are think you the doing fact here? that they're still listening like the the gall after all of that after us specifically saying please stop listening uh-huh. that they keep mm-hmm. listening uh-huh. is um mm-hmm. you know i mean it kind of that is why we're yelling Yes. It's that attitude. It's that, oh, yes. I want it all. I can't just take a break for a single second and not have these three gays performing for me, like smashing cymbals. Thank you. Like the little monkey doll. Mm-hmm. Every, you know, I, I will walk around my neighborhood often and, and people look at me and I know they want me to start just dancing and smashing cymbals. God forbid mm-hmm. I take a little walk to buy a raw chicken. <laughs> yeah. Well, or sit at your home to buy a raw chicken and right. don't even walk anywhere. <laughs> yeah. and, it, and it's still the same. They're still and demanding. He, right. You. And even now I can tell when the delivery guy comes, he'll look at me and he'll want me to tell him a joke about Chromatica. Yes. <laughs> Which you do. You gladly, do. willingly do. Yeah, but I do. So it's sort of a chicken or the egg, you know, who's, who started this? <laughs> <laughs> um, it really is a literal chicken or the egg. Or yeah. the egg is me telling a joke about Chromatica. And then receiving a chicken. And then receiving a chicken, which, so I guess the, you know, the, the egg does come first in that scenario. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, and here's what I want to say. I'm realizing as, say we, it. as we berate our listeners and mm. tell them they are trash and tell them they are nothing, um, we, I, I can't help but feel that this is sort of an endurance test, mm. sort of Willy Wonka style 
Um, and you know, whoever makes it to the end of this episode, right, does get to have yeah. the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, it's it's paradoxical because on the one hand we're berating our listeners, on the other hand, if they stop listening, we actually will um, disappear, kind of like in that Marvel movie where everyone you know becomes dust. Sure, sure, sure. I've seen clips of it online. Infinity War. Infinity War. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's kind of like that. God, let that sink in that that's the title of a film. Infinity mm. War. Mm. Infinity mm. War. That's like mm. a joke from um, Difficult People starring Julie Klausner. <laughs> <laughs> wow, the Billy Eichner erasure. Sorry, sorry. Oh, she's the creator and people erase that. She's the creator. Wow, I always thought they co-created it. No, no. Well, she like, it's it's her it's her show. <laughs> oh, cool. Well, Billy erased I, himself. Billy erased himself. Yeah, yeah. Billy's well. Billy's agents erased him by not fighting for co-creatorship. Yeah, yes, get, that's right. Honey, they're giving EP credits left and right in this town. I mean, they give it like candy. The the list of people that are EPs on this podcast. Yeah. I mean, it is you know Padma Lakshmi. Yeah. Know, uh, Ava Duvernay. Ava Duvernay. <laughs> Uh, Martin Scorsese somehow. Yeah. Um, Anthony Bourdain. Anthony Bourdain. <laughs> Fran Lebowitz. The estate of Anthony Bourdain. Yeah. The Laurie Kinsey Anderson, Institute. The yes. Kinsey Institute. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. It's um, the New York Knicks. <laughs> <laughs> the Free Britney Movement. <laughs> the State what? Department. <laughs> you know what's going on. Let's oh, get real for one second. Honey, Let's get for one second. I'm feeling great, honestly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you know that Taggart and I went to the beach twice in one week? And it is literally the middle of spring. Summer is not for five calendar weeks. And here we are at the beach, asses out twice in the same calendar yeah. week. And I'll say this. In the episode that, that we just recorded, Sudi and I kept referencing that we once had pasta together. Now the tables have turned and I'm confronted with the fact that the two now of you, you know have been what it's the... like to not have pasta. Right. Josh. So the two of you have been to the beach together not once but twice recently. Twice. And one I week. was in no group te- text about this. I was no. not uh, No, you weren't. No. You know what I was in though is the the close friends feeds where the photos of this beach trip came out. So you knew you wanted me to know that that it happened. Well, yeah, we wanted we wanted you to know. That's yeah. it's that simple. And and Got I it. just want to say um Regarding this Sudi pasta night. Yeah, yeah. Josh, the way they talked about this, you would think it was a a fucking weekly event. The way they talked about this pasta night, I was sitting here silenced because Mm -hmm. I just had to hear about how they have pasta, 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 pasta. It was one time. (laughs) It was one time they had pasta and they stretched this thing out over an hour and a half freaking podcast. And your long game to... To call my to call my bluff by now referencing that you guys went to the beach twice instead of once, to be to wait as I was talking about my one pasta night, you in your mind you were like, oh, just you wait, I'm gonna reveal. Just you wait till you hear that twice in six twice twice in four days we went to the <laughs> beach to the beach we went to the beach and I one drove time, yeah the the real story is george get thee to the neighborhood because if you're a neighborhood doll uh, you're hitching a ride with sam you got a damn and, seat and i have to say here's the thing with me i've never been a neighborhood doll you gotta <laughs> be a neighborhood doll you gotta be the dolls are descending on my neighborhood let me tell you that and it is mine i've been here 12 years when i moved here it was a bunch of ucb straights and i said yeah. oh my god look at this all the neighborhood dolls then yeah. all the ucb straights have sort of left and i said here i am alone cold in the wilderness and one by one the gays are moving back well, it's a Josh, renaissance of the graham it, avenue stop for me it's a renaissance because 2010 is back 
because 2010 is back cheers here he goes cheers <laughs> you know what the, the only time i've ever felt like a neighborhood doll is josh actually came all the way here to my neighborhood and then the the neighborhood dolls of my neighborhood charlie mm-hmm. barday and joe castle baker and i we all went to the brooklyn botanic garden and let me pause and and just amend the narrative for the listener which is that george joe and i were going mm-hmm. and it was a classic new york is a you know little town it's yes. a quiet village Chunk Bardet is walking by doing laundry. We wave across the street. Here he comes. Come with us to the Botanic Gardens. He joins. We wave from, we were eating our bagels in our, you know, little morning outfits. One of the first nice days of the year. Mm-hmm. And 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 look who is across the street, but Chunk Bardet. And we all do a little woohoo and wave. Next and thing you was, know, we're sn- sniffing cherry blossoms. I mean, Let's are see. we living in, you know, the village from Beauty and the Beast? Yeah, <laughs> exact. Well, here's what I want to say, because I see what George is doing. He's trying to make me jealous of some sort of hang that happened that I wasn't included in. But, yeah, but I you would were. like for the listeners to know that I was actually invited and declined. And I would like the listeners to, I would like to reiterate that I was in fact not invited to the <laughs> beach hang and I did not have a chance to decline. And I would like to reiterate, I'm at every single hang that happens, right. baby. I'm the tie that binds. The Venn diagram overlaps on my thick, juicy ass. Every <laughs> doll hangs with this doll. <laughs> now, Josh, this is true, actually. You yeah. are at everything. and Say I, that. <laughs> this is true. You are at everything. And I've really been reflecting at how is this possible? How do you not get tired? Mm. How do you have the energy, let alone the wealth, to <laughs> yeah. go well, to each yeah, where's that money coming from? <laughs> the money, it's dark money. Right. You know? And I, again, the I'm going through an audit right now where I would release my tax forms, but I just can't because I'm going through an audit right now. All right. Course, so we can't course. get into the specifics because of the audit. Uh-huh. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I, yeah, I think I'm um, classic extrovert and that I derive energy from social things. But I also think getting moving in alone two and a half years ago really helped because I've always been that person, but I would hit walls more because it was hard to like be intentional about carving out time for me. And now it's given to me. I wake up and have long, luxurious mornings alone, which then makes me go, I want to go do things. You know what I mean? So I think Mm -hmm. that is really assisted in my, also, I think I'm in a a bit of a manic phase now as we're all like vaccinated and the weather's Mm -hmm. nice that I'm like, joyfully overbooking myself yeah yes and and i and i've been work's been pretty chill for like two or three weeks so those kind of weeks i'm like you make you make a social plan every day doll you know it really is impressive i've and the bike has helped too because it means that like when george is talking about his neighborhood i'm like i can skip down there in 20 minutes there's like nothing stopping me okay the bike here's the thing the bike is uh a game change i don't have a bike and the more i realize that the common thread among people who, much like Josh, are kind of um, these uh, Zelig-like figures that appear everywhere, Forrest Gump figures that appear yeah, everywhere. Yeah, yeah, when you mm-hmm. play the tapes back. <laughs> I, do, I do sort of like to be a social captain sometimes, though. Yes, Because yes. one, I think it's some of it is like feeling like my brain's good at that, of just like organizing and reminding and stuff. And then also it is a thing I derive joy from. So I'm like, why not expend the emotional labor to remind everyone horse meat tickets are going on sale? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? You also like, are so- good at you're doing good at doing it in a low pressure way, where it's not like you know there's not you're not going to be upset if someone can't come. What well, can you I tell you? Happy actually, can now I'm going to fully re- pull back the curtain, and, and luckily neither of you do this. But one of my pet peeves as a person who likes to get people together is when you who have been invited 
give pushback or need to be convinced. Where if mm. I would rather tell you a thing and be like, come if you want, all good if you don't, happy to help, happy to give all the info. But if someone's like, I don't know, is it going to be bad? Then I'm like, don't even come. Like, I don't need to <laughs> yeah. But you know what, though? Some people get off on convincing. I totally, but I'm, I can't, and you're I not can't one fulfill of that kink. I ultimately go, listen, it's all good. Yeah. You don't have to come. And yes, just I, Josh, I know that you're on our turf right now and you're trying to be kind, mm -hmm. but I do feel I have to be completely honest with uh -oh. you and say Sorry. that I feel that sometimes I am that girl. I don't need convincing necessarily, but I will be like, you know, I can see when I'm overbooking a little and I'll be like, hey, I'm going to try to come. But just FYI, I feel like I'm overbooking. So expect which, which that I'm cancel. comfortable with. And let's also reference a recent moment where there are times where I'll still bully the dolls when I'm like, this has to happen. Like the first time we were going to that Thai tea party, I really was like, absences are unexcused. Yes. And, so and, Sam, and I was absent. And, and it, but yours and it was has, excused because it, it was excused. a child was being born. Right. Yes. And Greek Easter or something? It was Greek Easter. That's what it was. Oh, okay. The child Sam, was Jesus Christ. <laughs> Sam was feeding me bullshit. And so I had to call her on the yeah. bullshit. I used to be very anti-covers. I, 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 I've never been comfortable paying a cover. She but says, and how much have you paid for Lady Gaga? Sorry, is Lady Gaga an event you just roll up and you walk in at the door? Hey, is there any space? I'll come in for free. <laughs> Mr. So Josh, is this is what I mean. But the it's all lie. No, 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 no. Huh. This is hard. Call out hypocrisy. This is hard Call out hypocrisy. 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 No. hypocrisy. It was not a lie because Lady Gaga. I bought those tickets, and that was the first. That was like because I'm trying to turn over a new leaf. Because I always let these things pass by. I've never seen her before, and mm -hmm. it was like I've got to start saying yes to the dress. It is mm. time to go for it. And yeah. so I feel like you the got to be comfortable with the cover. Support. Yeah, you mm -hmm. got to be comfortable with a cover, especially after a year of not playing covers. But I it's, think all, covers are only worth it when they're worth it. You know, some of these dolls are going to these circuit parties for $160. And I'm like, that's not worth it. That's not worth no. it. No, that's simply not worth it. $20 to sip and twirl in a gorgeous backyard with your favorite people. Come on, worth it. <laughs> it's worth it. Aaron and I are often saying, and um, we've said this every time we've gone out in the last month, and I think we'll continue saying it for three years. We'll just like be buying a $18 gin and tonic single and being like single-handedly supporting nightlife, single-handedly <laughs> keeping nightlife alive. I mean, it, it really, really is helpful. true that we have to support nightlife because they have made no money in a full year. Yeah, they're yeah. one of the, the industries that was most, you know, fully gutted and given no assistance. So given I really nothing. do feel like, honey, take my, take my money. I would like- and I, and I think I'll think that for the rest of Joe Biden's term, basically. Yeah, well, like, a I lot think of I will, have a lot of people logic. got um, loans, small business loans from the government, and all nightlife people got was an envelope, and then they opened it, and it said "fag." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, rough estimate of how much I spent at that party to that, including the cover and the drinks. I'd say forty thousand dollars. Yeah, dangerous mm. amount. Yeah. yeah, a dangerous amount. <laughs> That was the that was so much money in a way that I was like, hmm, interesting. I <laughs> this I could have. Do you look bought back a house. and have any regrets? Do you look and back I have and have any actually regrets? zero regrets? And I would have yeah. rather gone to that party than own a home. Yeah, me too. <laughs> and now you'll me never too. be able to own a home because you actually spent the down payment on that yeah. party. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas I'm actually closing soon on my home <laughs> because I had to go to Greek Easter. <laughs> Funny Jesus how that works. Born. Greek Jesus. Yeah, born. yeah. yeah. Greek Jesus, Jesus provides. Damn. Jesus provides. Jesus, when Jesus say yes. Nobody, nobody can, can say no. Say no. <laughs> uh, wow. Wow. Well, we pretty much covered nightlife. Yeah, yeah, we covered nightlife, which is not a straight world. 
no, no. please support your local dolls. Please support your local dolls. And, and by that, I mean we... just gay men who live in your neighborhood and want to go to the Brooklyn Botanic Garden. <laughs> yeah. And before we move on completely from social life and being a socialite, um, yeah. I'm trying to brainstorm on whether or not there are any hilarious anecdotes from the beach. And the answer could be no. I'm well, trying. To... I did love the first day that there were three massive cranes just moving rocks around oh my god we were at jacob reese and it's hard to imagine a way to make jacob reese more inhospitable when it's already in front of a an abandoned childhood tuberculosis sanatorium oh and you add stinks three of sewage matching yeah, cranes really just banging rocks together and you're like wow it got spookier i love being gay <laughs> can it i really... say something yeah yeah go you ahead. go ahead all I was going to say, this is, I promise you, you're not going to believe me. I promise this is not about you guys. And this is not about anyone we know. This is about the general photographs from people's first beach trip of the season. George, it must be about someone we know. Is, it, I promise you it's not. <laughs> and I couldn't. It, here's the thing. People who are Caucasian, they look so white. Like these oh. are people that have not been in the sun for a year and a half. Truly. And it's. And the, the first pics of the season are just everyone looking fully translucent. Yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then these same girls, I'm here putting on suntan lotion every fucking 35 minutes. And they're like, why are you putting on some, so, mm. so much suntan lotion? I'm like, look at your glowing ass. Like you yeah. should be wearing clothes right now. What are you doing? Yeah. Put on lotion. I... Over lotion at the start of the summer. Again, it's literally spring. Summer's <laughs> not even here. Why are you trying to start off with a burn? Right. Porcelain white faggot. Porcelain. <laughs> You who have known no labor. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's like, um, you know, some of these queens will will actually get a sunburn just by being inside. Really? If they open a window. <laughs> Looking at your damn laptop screen. <laughs> yeah. The UV rays are too intense. They have to yeah. actually download an app to, yes. to bring the blue light out. Now, George, clearly you were at someone with that statement. Was you know it what? I, No, I think it's like a universal thing. I think I it's like a Caucasian with a rather olive complexion. I mean, I it's like everyone. I think it was about me. No, I was like, wearing a little red Speedo and I think my skin looked really pale next no, to that red Speedo. It's like going through Instagram stories and being like, oh, my God, these people need to put on sunscreen. George, just say my fucking it's name next time. You. I would never say that about you. Put his name in your mouth for once. <laughs> yeah. For fucking one time. Um, um, you're right, though. White people are very white. White um, people are white. Yeah, give him a mic. Let him go on. And listen, I'm not afraid to talk about race. White people burn. White people burn. <laughs> there we go. And now we white said it. White people burn. Should um, we do our first segment? Sure. Okay. I'm, you explain I, my, that. my heart, the, the way I know my chicken is coming soon and my heart is <laughs> pounding more than it ever has in the past. <laughs> I love that as a general statement. The way I know my chicken is coming soon. <laughs> like that feels really like I'm hesitant about what's about to happen. Yeah. Well, it is the Chekhov's gun of this episode. Is there, <laughs> a chicken will come. And Straight we Lab's chicken. Straight, yeah, chicken. Um, my biggest fear is that, it'll be too, is that it'll be too big and that it'll be hard to cook. Mm. Well, you'll have or to too call raw. Me. Or, or too, too raw. raw and it's running around. <laughs> yeah, you'll have to pick the damn feathers off it. Oh my God. Can you imagine? No. I mean, this chicken is coming from a family farm that maybe is, you know. That's beautiful. It's like it's like maybe one. A queer total family? Chicken. A queer a family? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A no, family it's a queer like anything farm? Yeah, yeah, it's a polyamorous chicken. It's actually a polycule of chickens. Oh, so they yeah. self-kill each other. And they self so that's the thing. <laughs> that's there are no really humans beautiful. involved. It's it, so they self-kill and then they um the agency. I love And you that. Venmo, you, there's no kind of um store. You Venmo the chickens and mm. you can tip and 
um, and they have a little tip jar, and well, that's and they're all named gender neutral names. You like pay you know, Venmo, but they have a tip jar. They want right. the, the tips. Like one of them is named Onyx. One yeah. of them is named. Got it. Uh, sure, sure. All of them end with an X. Mm. Yeah. You know, I think it's amazing that uh, they're a sort of polycule chicken society, and yet they still take U.S. American dollars. Well. <laughs> Just because they're a polycule doesn't mean they aren't, you know, American exceptionalists. Sam, there's like, no they ethical actually... consumption under capitalism. <laughs> yes, Don't come yes. for these girls. That's very neoliberal to try to attack the individual chicken and not think about the systemic issues. Right, exactly. I mean, it's like, yeah, Sam, I, I don't know. Bill Gates is out here literally like killing people. And now you're and now you're actually starting a MoveOn.org petition to rem to to shut down to the chicken. The business, chickens the, take crypto. The chicken polycule <laughs> business just because they're not what like giving away their free Just labor because you have some doja coin you're trying to offload oh my god at least bill gates is honest about what he is he is a is capitalist he? the is chickens he? the chickens pretend like they're so pure and so above it all and yet here they are you know charging damn rent for the other interesting chickens. is bill gates honest or does he have an entire foundation that is a tax evasion scheme I, I, honestly sam and, i must again and, and call out your that. hypocrisy that's my response to myself i must again call out your hypocrisy you have bought lady gaga tickets <laughs> You have there bought is, Lady Gaga tickets. If you have bought Lady Gaga tickets, you cannot critique capitalism. <laughs> that is Thank not you. that is not yes. valid. That is yes. not valid. Yes. This is not about me right now. I never said I was a not Sam, shut up and drive. Just, <laughs> shut up and drive. The nerve to have bought Lady Gaga tickets and to be calling out a chicken polycule that sells organic chickens for gay men in relationships to make for one another. Oh my god. You know what? I'll see you both at the Chromatica ball. Damn, fuck. <laughs> Damn, fuck. Damn, fuck. Okay, <laughs> George, describe Damn. our first segment. Fine, let's do our first segment. Sam Fine. wants to rewrite the narrative of him being pro-capitalism by buying Lady Gaga tickets. <laughs> okay, Josh, our first segment is called Straight Shooters. And in this segment, we gauge your familiarity with and complicity in straight culture by asking you a series of nonsensical questions where you have to choose an answer without asking any follow-up questions. And if you do ask a follow-up question, we will literally cut off your mic, leave this Zoom, and never invite you to the beach or the Brooklyn Botan Botanic Gardens ever again. Do you copy? Copy. All right. George, that was a beautiful description. Thank you. Josh Sharp. <laughs> Toxic beauty standards or systemic bias and standardized testing? Systemic bias and standardized testing. Josh, ordering jalapeno poppers for the table or being mentally stable? Poppers for the table. Oh my God, I would love jalapeno poppers. I know, for the table. it sounds so good right now. Completing a half marathon or eating half a donut? Half marathon. Being a go-getter or being a bedwetter? Mm. Bedwetter. Mm. Mayor of Easttown or the Blair Witch Project? <laughs> this bitch. The, the Blair Witch Project. I love that little spacing there. That Thanks. was really clutch. Um, kink at Pride or pink on the silks? Pink on the silks. <laughs> oh, that's a great one. We actually, actually pink, we should do pink as a topic. Oh, I would love to fully unpack pink, but that's for a later episode. Okay. And finally, Josh, <laughs> watering your plants or shitting your pants? Shitting your pants. Wait, I have one more. Oh, sorry. Yes, of course. Okay, Josh. The Beach Boys 
Or the landlocked ladies. <laughs> landlocked ladies. Ooh, the landlocked ladies is such a good name for a band. Yeah. Somebody can have it. Just just put me in the credits. Yeah. I don't even need the money. Give him just an tag, EP credit. Tag him. Tag Wait, give him an EP credit. <laughs> you know what's funny to me is like the culture of always having to tag everyone. Like, let's say you post, you know, oh, you know, I'm literally just looking around my room eating Nicorette gum and then you have to tag Nicorette. You don't have to tag Nicorette. When people no. tag stuff, I mean, I even find like when someone tags like the photographer, when it's just like a, di- a picture of you out for brunch, like it's like, yeah. well, that's just your friend. You don't need to tag them as a photographer. Correct. They're not trying They're not to, trying to book work. Right. Yeah. Taking <laughs> pictures of you at brunch. <laughs> and, uh, but- or when people or when people call you out for not, there's nothing more humiliating than posting a photo and then the person who took it commenting like where's my photo credit anything that gives instagram currency is ultimately bad you have to be like we're we should all be here begrudgingly right <laughs> no don't it, come for me what's your point you want me you want more people to go put a little heart on the picture of your asshole like what are you talking about <laughs> okay wait thank you for bringing this up because one of the darkest parts of our culture is is the following and i'm going to try to describe this well is is instagram comments that are just three of the same emoji yeah Okay. It is it, like, to, okay. To, do you know what I mean? So I had this realization a few months ago where I was like, oh, one of the reasons I was alienated by Instagram is because I didn't understand how it worked. And how it works is you scroll and just comment three of the same emoji under every photo. Sometimes it's a clap emoji. Sometimes it's a heart emoji. Sometimes it's a 100 emoji. And it doesn't matter what it is. It can be someone coming out with really, really intense trauma, or it can be someone announcing that they got a digital series on layschips.com. And you're like, I don't want to click the heart to add another heart to this. I want to actually have them see three individual hearts that are are sent personally from me. Yes. Well, we, Uh it's tough. I'm not here to defend the culture, but it is the culture. You have to, because you want to show more support than than just like a like. You want to be like, no, I really support this. Mm-hmm. And so you want to be like, good job. Because you also know that person, if they're presenting it as celebratory, is going to need that or else they're going to feel like a fucking flop. But with all this shit, you have to think about the present as if it were the future that like Spike <laughs> Jones was selling you. Like mm-hmm. if the premise was her was like, Everybody posts pictures and then you either click to give it hearts or you send a message to send more hearts. You'd be like, that is the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Yes. Well, every single part of our world. Present. I mean, let's, let, let me, Spike Jones would have a field day with this current world. Mm-hmm. Honey, say that. Say, say that. that again. <laughs> say that, actually. And uh, I think I'll say it. This this three emoji culture is anti-intellectual. Oh my god! It's anti-words. It's literally <laughs> so everyone is grunting. Of, so is all of Instagram. It, it's all but Instagram so is, is people grunting. No, yeah. no, no. Okay, but so is a lot of communication. It's like just what? a different form of communication. Like email being like sounds good. Like if sometimes I'm like I wish there was just like a like button on email because it's like sounds good means nothing. I'm just I need to say like I read this and like. Mm-hmm. So sometimes I crave just like a general support, like, yeah. and without being like specific because it's like, well, it doesn't matter. I just want to say like, correct. But to me, sounds good is correct because it's like, it's not pretending that you are, it's not using something as loaded as a heart, a symbol of love. It's not using something as loaded as, 
you know, a, a prayer hands, a symbol of worshiping our of Lord and prayer, Savior Jesus of, Christ. Of prayer. Of prayer, actually. Of using your hands to pray. <laughs> using, it's actually, a lot of people a don't know that the, of, yeah, the prayer hands emoji for. is based on praying. Based on God. With your hands. Essentially. With your hands. So you, you put your hands that way in order to pray. And um, it, so sounds good is the correct phrase for what it wants to signify, which is that something sounds fine. I mean, imagine how insane it would be if Josh posted, I'm excited to announce my new series, Prayer Hand Emoji is coming out on Hulu. And then I commented, sounds good. Wait, can we <laughs> cut that from the pod? Because we haven't finished the contract. Oh, I'm sorry. So I know so you I'm haven't sorry, announced. Sorry, sorry, so it's sorry, like, sorry. I would rather like sort of it be on deadline before we just like... No, no offense to your pod. I just yeah, don't want no, a big no, I know, platform I for announcing. I, I kind of thought it would be a, a, you know, we could make the announcement on the pod and kind of get the scoop. Soft announce. Yeah, I know. Sorry. And I know yeah. it's been a nightmare. When you pitched this show, it was actually about um, the the Civil War. And it mm -hmm. has now become. And not actually, the one you're thinking of. But not the one. <laughs> to the, the listener. <laughs> yeah, not the American one. <laughs> not the one, one you're thinking of. Oh, my of. God. Not the American to, one. I mean, to hear Civil War and assume American is like. No, that's problematic. Yeah, and, and actually, that's the opposite of prayer hands emoji. It's interesting <laughs> that you pitched it as a as a gritty drama about a completely separate civil war, and it ended up being um, actually a series about a quirky girl living in Brooklyn called prayer. Yeah, hands I mean emoji. that's just development. That's the development process. Yeah. You know, it's finding the truth of the piece ultimately and bringing it yeah. out more. So, well, the execs over there are so good. So I trust. I oh, the do execs too. are so good. They're so good. <laughs> well, all execs are good. All execs ultimately are good. Yeah. All execs, like, they should write the shows, except they're too selfless. Yeah. yeah. On the grid of, like, chaotic, low, neutral, you know, bad, good, lawful. They're just good, good. Good, good. <laughs> just good, good and also good. 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 Yeah. That's good, where yeah. execs fall. Wow. No, um... Good, and in addition to that, really good. Wow. So you, you had a good experience uh, with, with prayer hands emoji? Yeah. Oh, an incredible it. experience. Yeah. And an don't worry, experience. we're cutting all of this. <laughs> who did you guys? Who did you guys out. end up casting as the emoji? As the hands of the emoji? As the hands? Yeah. yeah. Javier Bardem. Wow. Oh, that's huge. That's amazing. He's got, got great hands. Wait, yeah. I, you know, I've been saying Javier Bardem is, is kind of one of the last remaining prestige actors that has not been in a television series. He's kind of remained a movie a movie actor. Exactly. Until now. Until now, he's playing the prayer hands. Yeah. Wow. He's has he been in a Marvel? I don't know. Seems like I'm, he should be. It it does seem like he should be. If to me, it seems like maybe he should play a villain. Yeah. Maybe a. Is you know, Josh kind googling of... or is he just checking his email? No, I'm sorry. I had a work thing that I had to just make sure I wasn't. <laughs> I have to go. Can we stop so I can deal with this? Wow. But we don't. Okay. It was it was it the execs for prayer hands emoji? It was the execs for prayer hands. Oh my hands god, emoji. Javier Bardem is out. Yeah, he's out. Oh, and no. I, it's really fucking it's Ugh. fucking everything up. Wait, that's so annoying. Who do you I'm think sorry. like who could replace Javier Bardem's hands? Well, so ultimately iconic. there were con there were dates that are like we thought we could make the dates work, but he's yeah. doing you know, John and Kate just sold heart emoji, heart emoji, heart emoji, and he's oh, doing that. Okay. Oh, and it's damn. his human heart is Yeah, is, it's his human heart. Got it. They're cutting it wide open. Damn. Yeah. Oh. I mean, that's, you know, have to suffer for the art. And actually, Javier Bardem is volunteering to go into invasive surgery so that his human heart can play the heart emoji. <laughs> that's amazing. But I mean, ugh. I mean, is Hulu even going to go through with prayer hands emoji? I mean, it's so it's similar. CBD and you, right you've now. already it's been CBD accused CBD of copying. Right 
And like I was saying earlier, the contracts aren't signed and now I'm fucking kicking myself. I was supposed to do it this weekend, but I just got so busy. Yeah. Yeah. God, that's so I no difficult. To to... I hate when I'm so busy and I can't sign it's... the contracts. Yeah. yeah. It's so and... difficult. So difficult people. 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 Um, Every time I'm being bitchy and gay, I say, this is so difficult, people. <laughs> Every time I'm in New York talking about comedy, I'm like, this is so difficult. People. Yeah, yeah. Every time it's, I'm it... hanging out with Cole. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Every time I'm hanging out with I'm Cole, like, I'm so actually like, people. this is so difficult, people. <laughs> get me coffee. I always say to Cole, go get me coffee. <laughs> this yeah. is so difficult, people. <laughs> yeah, sometimes Cole will talk and I'm like, why aren't you being your character from yeah, difficult wait. people? Aren't you working right now? <laughs> why are you not on? working? <laughs> um. So, Josh, should we get into our topic? Is That's that insane? Honestly, I what I was going to say, it felt like the right time. Yeah, yeah. We're, I mean, we are 45 full minutes in. Perfect. So we have, what, 30 or 40 seconds left? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. Josh, this is how our podcast works, okay? We have we until the chicken know. arrives, Josh. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> the second that chicken walks in the door, we are ending this Zoom. Yeah, and it will be walking. Or the crate of cold brew, whichever comes first. That's Uh-oh. the way. Now, I have a question for you, and I'm sorry to delay the topic further. To have a crate of cold brew. I keep saying brew. crate. It's just boxed. It's boxed cold brew. But How I just think it's crate box. boxed. You're getting boxed it looks cold like, brew. It looks like a boxed wine. Oh. oh. And, and where are you getting it delivered from? Grady's. And can I I'm like, how much is that? It's actually not that expensive. It's a big thing of Grady's, and it's like 30 bucks. Oh, but it's really big. And now I have a question. And they do like a subscribe and save thing where it's cheaper if you like do that. Wait, I'm going to do that. And I love Grady's. Okay. New Orleans style with the chicory. You know what I mean? Yum, yum. This is a sponsored segment. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. I know we have to legally say that. Yes, we all love Grady's. Grady's in my cup and I've never been happier. (laughs) They told us to say that. Yeah, yeah. It's actually not one of their best. We're really singing it. You were half singing it. It's like we all love Grady's. Sorry, I'll do that. Grady's in my cup. I've never been happier. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you, Josh. Sorry. Yeah, that's really tasteful. I mean, I I kind of, I like having a tone of resignation to show that I'm anti-capitalist while doing my ad for (laughs) Grady's Mm -hmm. cold brew. But Mm -hmm. ultimately they do pay us based on our tone. Right, (laughs) right. Um, yeah okay the topic yeah yes thank you for hosting the podcast now you're welcome um we're tired um yes because we haven't had our gradies am i right seriously Seriously, don't podcast till you've had your gradies um uh josh i almost called you george how embarrassing embarrassing go ahead and get into whatever this topic is that you've decided to bring to us around and we ultimately the day has decided on math Math, 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 math. And I was thinking about it. I don't know how much I feel that math is straight, but I think that's true. But I just find, I think gay people are really afraid of math. That's the thing. The mythology around math is that it's straight. I think the mythology is that it's straight. And I think there's a lot of fear in our community about math. But I actually have sort of a proclivity and a passion for math. And why we said on this topic is in in a text thread, Hmm. um, it, it was revealed that sort of all three of us have deep personal connections to math. Josh, share your connection first, please. Open yourself up. I don't know, Minnie. I generally just like math. I honestly sometimes read math books for fun. Also, I was historically uh, uh, an SAT tutor and specifically liked the math part of it, you know? Mm-hmm. Yes. Like, I like doing mental math. Do you know what I mean? Like, like I have that sort of sickness of enjoying doing math in my head. Mm-hmm. But I find math to be interesting and not just at the 
granular level, which is the part where I think gays are already afraid. Right. But I'm like pushed past that gaze. Let's talk about string theory. I think right. theoretical math is actually really, it's basically, it's abstract. It's so fun. I think so, like general relativity and quantum theory are legitimately fascinating. So here's what I have to say to that, because that is a great point. Unfortunately, well, here's what I have to say to that. I also was a huge theoretical math queen. And in fact, I'm looking literally right now at my bookshelf. One of the books I have kept from college that I have moved to three different cities uh -huh. is called Introduction to the Theory of Computation. Wow. Now this throws a wrench slightly in the premise of this topic because I actually think it's almost like theoretical math is gay, That's but what like I think. one plus one is straight. But I think I think arithmetic is the straight barrier yes. to entry. And so exactly. no one, queers are afraid to push past that and realize like it's actually fucking camp, theoretical math. <laughs> theoretical the math The idea is that it's camp. like big shit acts one way, small shit acts another. We don't know how to reconcile it. The, uh, the best guess we have, everything's a little string. Exactly. And, That's and the literally thing is, what right. theoretical math is. And it's, that is camp. It's it's like it, people think math has no nuance. So they're like, oh, God, like straight people love adding and subtracting because it like puts the world into little boxes. Right. No, it's like no. when you actually zoom out, you realize we don't know what the fuck is going on. Like relativity is based on the relativity, which is rel which is actually relatively relatively mm. elegant and a beautiful theory that really like works cohesively. But it does justify the idea that time moves at different spaces. You know what I mean? Where it's like, it justifies some psycho shit. Whereas quantum theory ultimately goes, hey, all those rules, those beautiful rules, they don't apply when you get really small. The best we can tell, particles are literally appearing and disappearing at random. We can only understand them probabilistically. Both are psychotic ideas. Right. <laughs> and, they, and we cannot act, and they're both proven to be correct, but we cannot reconcile the two. If you make the small rules big, they fall apart. If you make the big rules small, they fall apart. We have no clue how the universe works so the idea that people are like oh but you got it rules 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 it's like actually the rules are the foundation for a broader idea that's like i have no fucking clue what's going on it's I all mean, theoretical nonsense. math is astrology it's astrology it's fully <laughs> astrology yes and so if you think if you're like oh math is for you know finance bros and i'm into astrology because i'm queer and you know have blue hair well let me tell you something sweetie Literally, math is astrology. Literally, it's astrology. When you think about like like a, a, a field like fashion, where maybe you're like, what do they do? Like mm. you just like you're putting a fucking. You've decided bucket hats are cool. Like what is this even? It's like string theory is the best idea for how these two systems work. And admittedly, string theorists are like, it's the best guess we got now, but it doesn't really work. Actually, right. there's a bunch <laughs> of problems with it. Anyway, I make six figures saying right. that. Like, it's well, like, the, it's yeah. a full field that cops to like, we actually know that this theory doesn't work, but we don't have another one yet. So we're just trying to figure this one out. Basically, it's like fashion, astrology, fine art, um, you know, postmodern theater, all these things. It's like, if all those people just committed to learning string theory, we could solve everything. We could solve it. Okay. It's you artifice. Guys, it's a lot of artifice. It's, it's, a lot it's, of it's again, of like, it is camp. <laughs> it's, okay, it's hold pulling, on. It's putting structures on a place where you have no structure. So you're just like, well, what if it was this? You yes. know, it's like, but it's like, it actually isn't that. It's just like a fun way to think about it. Hmm. Sam, I have to put Sam, a stop to this. I have to put a stop to all of this. Okay. Because what you are saying, yes, is a part of math. It is math, but it is only a section of math. And the most math that people interact with on a daily basis. That's what it is and deal with is not beautiful and abstract. You're affirming it, our point 
though, which is that's the barrier to entry. Yeah. But that even is society <laughs> saying math is straight. Look, you got to make change. You got to make change and balance straight... your checkbook. It's like, no, you don't. You got to figure out how the universe works, bitch. Exactly. Well, but it, I yeah. argue you have to do both. Well, great. I, I actually think I think mental math is super fun, though. But <laughs> I think I think a fundamental understanding of relying on base 10 always to do math in your head is an incredibly fun game to play. That is full celebrity. You know, I mean, like, I that do is think just, sure, sure. I do think fetishizing base 10 is straight. It's definitely straight. It's definitely straight. So but it but is. But yes, fun. it's like it's a game. You have to turn it into a game. I mean, so yeah. many things have a straight barrier so that you can get to the queer nucleus. Exactly. And I mean, I think, take nude beaches, for example. I was literally about to say <laughs> all the all the things that Sam you love as a as a uh, kind of culturally gay individual who is a straight fetishist, frankly. Who Sam. is a straight fetishist? Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, you, you literally you know have that. a straight barrier. I, am, to entry. I know that. You love a straight barrier to entry and then make it queer. This is. Mad. I mean, <laughs> there is nothing, in fact more Sam than a straight barrier that he crosses to get to the queer. I mean, yeah, that is what- straight gay is like your identity in a, yeah. in a lot of ways, Sam. And we're literally explaining how math is that. And you're coming for us? I no, would no, even look. say your look, like the, the, the kind of, you know, the the hair and the and your and and your sense of silence stuff is intentionally straight barrier queer nucleus. Yeah, I mean, look, I look, I agree with you. I'm just, I'm, I'm just saying that while we while we can talk about this one right. department of math, I think still it's the tip of the iceberg. And yes. to no. to say that's all it is reverse is, is, it. is reverse it's, it. Reverse it's the bottom of the iceberg. It's the bottom. It's the bottom of the iceberg. That's the whole thing. It's literally saying how do we figure out how both the universe and every particle in your body works. That is so much bigger than how do you do two-digit addition? That is I so mean, much bigger like, than carry the 10. Like, it, fuck you that. Go that and is you, nothing. You say to a young queer kid, would you like to learn all the secrets of the universe? And imagine them replying, no, because two plus two equals four and I find that boring. Yeah. But, but okay, but... It, the secrets of the universe are isn't that like it's not just like that is that is math and science can we agree like it's not just math no it's math you don't it's know all math physics is math that's, that's the thing that's, is that it all it all boils down to math yeah you could call it science but it's science rooted in math case in point if you were like i only get the science of it i don't get the math you don't understand a word of it okay it's dragon. all rooted in math <laughs> it's not like biology which is not rooted in math you know Here's what I will say. Uh, in our previous episode, and, and George uh, uh, and Josh, you said to go on the third. If, if you're yeah. getting close to the third rail, then we should say something. And I, because the Sudi episode was about information. And here's yes. what I will say. Uh -oh. The Sudi episode, we talked about informational doming. And you two are both absolutely tying mm. me to the fucking bed with information. Well, let me, let me you're you're you. shoving it in my face. You're saying, shut up, you little info pig. I'm going to feed you until you're a <laughs> fat let, let little me, bitch. Let me bring this back to the topic and talk okay. about relativity right now because okay. to you we're hitting the third rail because you talked to Sudi Green not 90 minutes ago to the listener they're going what Sudi said that last week honey right. time is relative and you are making it about your own experience of time the listener doesn't give a shit oh my god the oh listener my. is like this episode came out a week ago Why, what are you even reminding me of I've lived a whole life I've been to the beach two times in four days that is <laughs> genius that time is because it is I mean that is genius the fact that so Sam and I are processing time in our way because we just had Sudi on and the listener is literally processing it in a different way because they are listening to this you at a later date. And that is camp. 
You're literally affirming my point again, Sam. Math is camp. Oh in Sam's God. defense, I want to say one thing. But this and is I, not, wait, I, I will yes. say it and then I'm going to also further refute Sam. <laughs> Look, you know, I'm not trying to refute. Is, I'm just trying to deepen no, the No, I argument. see what you're saying, Sam, which is that like, which is almost that the point of math as a topic is to talk about how that tip of the iceberg is straight. And there is a world in which we spend the whole episode being like, Basically, the thesis would be something like straight people love organizing things into boxes. That's why they love math. Like straight people love adding and subtracting. That's why they love math. And we are, rather than even like addressing that up front, Josh went immediately for the bottom of the iceberg. Is that kind of... Yes, but what I'll also say is I think you're wrong that it's information dob. It's actually information sub. Because the majority of math that we're talking about is like, I don't know what's going on. Like, honey, ride me, fill me. I don't know anything. You're right. Right. Base 10, maybe information dom. But that is like, if you surveyed every person paid to be a mathematician, and you're like, is your job figuring out quantum theory or adding they'd be like mm. well it's quantum theory nobody no, no mathematicians are focused on arithmetic that is the smallest part of math yeah well there so is I a difference think, between mathematicians that, and everyday math again it's astrology yeah. it's embracing the unknown it's just yeah. like let, what can we make out of all of this shit that makes no sense and that is very like um information sub because it's like i don't have to know mm-hmm. fucking ride me universe use me universe but I guess the amount of people who are mathematicians is way less than the amount of people that use math day to day to balance their checkbooks. To balance their checkbooks. Totally. Well, also, no one balances a checkbook anymore. Right. Sure. Oh, damn. The other thing Fuck. is, we've offloaded a lot of math onto our phones. So no one has to do even the, the annoying straight math anymore. Like that doesn't exist in your brain anymore, which is why I also now think mental math is sort of camp again, because it's like you don't have to do this. You have a calculator in your pocket all the time. Whoa. So isn't it a fun little game to be able to like multiply two digit numbers in your head? Okay, okay so wait, now I you're love truly, that. You're going a step further in saying that not only is the bottom of the iceberg camp and queer yeah. but even the top of <laughs> the, the iceberg, iceberg in the modern co- in the modern in the modern context. dystopian context yeah maybe it's maybe it's well, emerging basically camp. to do any kind of manual math is, you know what it is yeah manual math is cruising in the park you have it's no artisanal. reason to do it's, it anymore it's vintage it's you and it's back phone, and it's back but it's a kink <laughs> it's a kink doing mental, mental math, math is, is kink, kink. There's no need to do it, but you're do- it's a kink. Okay, so mental math is kink. Theoretical math is camp. Any questions? <laughs> yes, that's it, George. Mental math is kink. Theoretical math is camp. And I just want to say ye- yes to doing mental math at Pride. Yes to doing mental yes math at Pride. Yes to doing mental math at Pride. Yes to doing string theory at Pride. Do no cops, no corporations. Yes, string theory. Okay. <laughs> wow. I feel like, I feel exhausted. I feel screamed at. I feel like... My throat is sore from screaming. I feel yeah. this has been high energy. Can we yeah. take it to one other aspect, which is what do we think of Einstein? Um, That's the question. So much of this is born out of Einstein. The, I, the idea that Einstein gave us relativity and quantum, but and also said they don't make sense together. Mm. Good luck figuring it out. And we're spending a hundred, like he's a genius. But I'm wondering how, how gay Einstein feels or if he feels straight. Well, and I have another, just at, while we're on this subject, Alan Turing. Oh, honey. Oh, well. And the thing is, once you <laughs> once you look under the hood, it's honey. a bunch of gays yeah. writing these theories. I don't know why, but Einstein Einstein does feel a little gay to me. I yeah, I mean, he had. I mean, he's a look queen for what? He's a for look. Sure. I mean, when you have an iconic hairdo, 
Like, yeah, that's gay. What the fuck? It's like, yeah, that's, that's gay. That's like Nals Clomy. You know, he's, he's a like, look queen. <laughs> he's a full club kid, basically. He's a full club kid. <laughs> I mean, to have he has all the hallmarks, iconic hair, catchphrases. Great photos, high yes. Great photos. photos. Yeah. I mean, he's essentially Marilyn Monroe, Andy he's, Warhol doing Marilyn Monroe. He's mm-hmm. fully a scuzzy socialist freelancer. He's Bushwick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? He's fully no, a socialist with bad hair who's like, who doesn't, who is self-employed. Yeah. Yeah. He's Bushwick. He's Bushwick. It's Albert also, Einstein is Bushwick. Bushwick. It's weird when like science and math creates like a star because it's very like, I feel like half of it is like <laughs> trying to get normal people to be interested. And so it's like, look, Einstein, like you like, now you like it. Cause look, you can be a celebrity with totally, it. Totally, totally. Well, the yeah. other thing with Einstein is like, to think of something like E equals MC squared, that is iconic. And yet iconic. the average person could not tell you what it means. <laughs> so that is the, yes. th- th- I mean, that's like, that is when you reach legend status. Mm-hmm. Also mm-hmm. a little shady too. Cause it was built on the idea that like people were like, Newton's it, Newton's the shit, Newton gives math. And Einstein came in and said, I don't know about that one. Mm. Actually, maybe, maybe not, honey. Maybe, maybe, maybe gravity ain't so set as that doll thinks. (laughs) Now, let me tell you something else, or let me ask you something else, rather. How about Newton? Newton feels straight to me. Yeah. But he was in a different time. I mean, he was just saying, gravity, I'm the one who measured gravity. And it's this. And then Einstein had to come and be like, girl, it's not always that. Yeah, I, I like the saying. little mythology of Newton. Like that feels very the apple. The apple, the apple, the apple. Like, oops, I accidentally like I got bonked on the head. Oh yeah, and- that's very like dumb bitch. You know, <laughs> yeah. sort of like, oh, a stupid whore like me. <laughs> I couldn't think of anything <laughs> until an apple fell on my head. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no, it's having K at the beach. Right, it's pretending a to be dumb to still be hot to people. Yeah. Having a realization <laughs> because you got a concussion is kind of queer, I would say. Yeah. Like it's that's true. It's, you know, being bonked on the head and then being like Eureka. Yeah, you're yeah. right. That that act is very queer. I just think maybe his legacy Newtonian is physics is pretty straight because it, it is very rule based and, exactly. and not malleable. And Einstein was the one to be like. Actually, what if the rules weren't the rules? Right. And yet, so, and yet, these new rules that aren't rules are the only ones that demonstrably work all the time. Fuck yeah! No, Newtonian physics <sighs> is it, Newtonian physics is the Platonic ideal of. I mean, not to bring Plato into it, but is the Platonic <laughs> ideal of like the tip of the iceberg. It's like yes, Newtonian physics is how everyone thinks everything works, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like that is the straight element, and then Einstein is the queer element. And what also is queer about Einstein is that he did it just by thinking. He just did it by vibing. Right. Like so many things that Einstein proved could Mm. not be proven correct in his time. He was just like, honey, I vibed on it. This is what it is. Right. And they're like, we have no way to measure it. And it took like 40 years. And sometimes they were able to measure things at like speeds that were not measurable at the time. And be like, actually, the doll was right. Right. I mean, in fact, if anything, he's writing like literary theory. I mean, he's in a humanities department. He's He's not doing that. He's literally crit lit, lit crit. and he is doing lit crit. (laughs) Sorry. Crit lit. He is is going around giving talks on, you know, feminist readings of uh he's sontag uh, he's susan sontag <laughs> he's susan sontag <laughs> literally einstein is it's notes on camp oh and God. and then that brings it all together he literally was doing lecture tours like e equals mc squared and notes on camp have essentially the same thesis thank you <laughs> thank you fuck fuck you guys to think we almost did magic i can well but isn't well, math magic i'll come back I know, it's true. <laughs> our, our alternative topic for all listeners was magic, and we chose math. And 
And of course, now that I'm flying high, and in fact, maybe am high on the caffeine that I had, I'm mm-hmm. like, math is magic, magic is math. I, and, I agree. And, uh, you know, the only again, way to go is up. Math is astrology, to your earlier point, math which is I astrology. think really was clarity. Yes. And, and let us say again, mental math is kink. Um, what was it? Mental math is kink. Theoretical math is Theoretical camp. Theoretical math camp. is camp. That is, put that on a damn t-shirt, bitch. Honey. Sam, I want to go back to you because I feel like we are, we're screaming I feel like you're, you're actually mad at us because we're being so fucking insane and stupid, but yeah. also smart. Sure, sure. No, I, I like everything that you're saying. I, I, I think it's beautiful. I think it's, um, it's, it's aspirational. I, <laughs> I, I think it's Definitely. a little like, um, <laughs> part of me feels like this is all great in theory, you know, but in practice, you know, what am I going to do after this podcast? Am I really exactly. going to go open up a damn book and try to learn right. about the magic should. of theoretical math? I think, but, well, I think but you're the pointing odds to, are low. Yeah. yeah. But I think you're also pointing to a, a even more important point, which is that theory is gay and practice is straight. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? You can do theoretical math without doing any math. You won't understand a lot of it, but it is like, it's just like ideas. If you are thinking, you're doing theoretical math. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. You're vibing. It's vibes. Vibes. Vibe check passed for theoretical (laughs) math. (laughs) Saying you're going to do something and then maybe not doing it is very queer. Yes. Yeah, Yeah, that's true. I celebrate that. But wow. yeah, I'm um, also why read a book when George and I can sort of give our bastardized understanding of theoretical math to you right now. This is like a book. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I again love being informationally domed. It's just part of me feels like, you know, like this is a bit of a skewed rose colored glasses towards right. math perspective. And I think, you know, that's good because there's so much negative press out there about math. Mm-hmm. You know, the press hates math, but um, it just feels a little, you know, it's certainly not a democracy. We're not representing the will of the people in this podcast. We are fighting yeah. against the will of the people. Well, um, here's the thing. And it's interesting that you say press is against math because this is a kind of, t- to change gears a little bit, another element of math as a straight thing is actually the fetishization of like data. Like, you yes. know, that you'll read an article mm-hmm. and it'll be like, it'll say something like 70% of people have eaten tuna. Yeah. And, and then you have to, bow down to that piece of information because it was because it was discovered in a study there's nothing (laughs) the media loves more than reporting the findings of a study that is straight because that is (sighs) buying into the limit something so inherently limited as a study and saying this is how the world works based on this one study josh what do you think I agree. I think, unfortunately, that type of math, is it's all become baseball statistics. Yes. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's all Barry Bonds had a 3-2-1 RBI. And faggots deal in like, no, Naomi Smalls is more cunt than plastique. Exactly. Like that, which is like not based on anything. But I think theoretical math is much closer to that. It's based, It's like string theory is pretty cunt. It's like basically you what are saying. Like, your commitment to bringing everything back to how string theory is cunt is actually pretty it's, inspirational. It's cunt. Like we do, I feel like Sam and it's I have, have like toyed with the idea of also talking about other kinds of math and you and it and it all comes back to string theory is cunt. It's, it all comes back to string theory is cunt. Yeah. And 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 just I do want to repeat one more time. Mental, Mental math, math is kink. Is kink. Theoretical, Theoretical math is, is camp. camp. Okay. No, but you're, you're right. You're right. Unfortunately, the math, the everyday math, what's called everyday math that we no longer even use in our everyday. Yes. Again, it's a home ec class. It's like, mm. what are we even learning? Stuff for our grandparents, mm. you know? It's like very 
tethered to straight yes. culture. And like I said, data and statistics. I mean, and talk about bias and, and standardized testing. That is straight statistics. That Honey, is straight. Nate Silver aside, it's this is what straight I was gonna in say. that pool. Well, yes. and that's Nate why Silver, Nate Silver yeah. is gay and not queer. <laughs> oh, I mean, barely Definitely. gay. <laughs> Nate's your type, Sam. Uh, I actually don't know what he looks like, but I don't think straight Nate is guy. Sam's type. <laughs> he's, not, he's not your type, but he does sort of look like a straight guy to me. He looks oh, well, like a straight guy a little for bit sure. Type, he wears yeah. baseball caps, you know? Ooh, la yeah. la. Um, I mean, he's a, he's a little dweeby, and I don't think you go necessarily dweeby. I don't necessarily, but I'm not above it. Um, I have to say, to quote my co-host Sam, sheesh. <laughs> sheesh. Sheesh. Okay, I mean, well, yeah, you're right. I, I keep bringing it back to this. What other aspects of math do you want to wade into, though? Well, he, I mean... I don't mean to keep bringing it back to string theory as kind. No, no, no. I think... I think... <laughs> I think you're right in that it does always go back to string theory as cunt. I just, you know, we jump straight towards it. I, I feel like okay. we, we went What about from... time? Can we talk about time? Can mm -hmm. we talk about time? Because time is math. And the idea that time is relative, it feels very gay. Yes. What is, okay, not to be a bitch and like start mm -hmm. a whole thing. What does that mean? When people are like, time is relative, what the hell does that mean? Beautifully, we don't really understand what time even is, which is great. But time feels to us like a marker. It feels like something everything is judged against. Like, mm -hmm. like for instance, speed is like how fast you move relative to distance. So distance feels fixed and the way you move feels relative, right? Yeah. So we yeah. often think time is fixed, but the reality is it is not because it's connected into space and gravity, it's like another dimension that we don't totally understand. So if you, Sam, move fast enough, time will go slower for you. So time, and this is like a measurable thing now that time is not just like an inch, like we think it is. Like a second's not really a second, you perceive of it as a second, right? But there's and a lot of different theories about why that is. And some of it's related to consciousness. It's the idea that maybe time doesn't exist at all. And it's fully a brain artifice. And other things are that it's just an aspect of our universe that we don't quite have a handle on yet. And can I add one more thing? Because I think this will bring it home is that, so time is one of the elements of like the system we all exist in. Like it is like, of course, a core thing that I organize my life around is time. So it is part of the system. So the fact that theoretical math interrogates that means math is systemic critique. Yeah. And that is queer. That's queer, that's socialist. Also, there's a lot of goofy shit with time. There's actually a great book, Sam, that's about the history and physics of time. I've read it okay. more than once. I think it's really fun. And it's sort of pop math. So it like, it Love doesn't- that. What is the book, Josh? It's called In Search of Everything, I think. I'd have to remember the exact title. But um, the other goofy thing about time is, you know, we, we relate it to shit that matters to us. So like case in point, we call a year a year because that's how long it takes us to go around the sun. We also have like lunar cycles matter because mostly crops, but those don't line up because a lunar cycle is 28 days and a year is 365 and a quarter. So we've basically faked months that are like 30 or 31. But back before them, that was like the Catholic church was like, y'all, we can't, we got to create a system. And so they did it before that people did all sorts of fucked up things to make them reconcile. There was like a Mayan culture that did 12 lunar months of 28 days then because there's an extra like eight days at the end before you get to the next solar year they just called the whole thing new years and they had an eight-year party that existed outside of time like you got to december 28th and then for eight days it was just party and then january 1st huh. 
and that's that's a fuck that i mean honey if ty sunderland threw that party now right i mean to end the year with a party just like that doesn't exist law, in time yeah <laughs> there's not a date it's like december 27 december 28 party, right. party. january 1st huh. wow Why so we've done we a lot of goofy anymore? shit with time because i, I don't know I honestly mean, the catholic church the catholic church <laughs> shout out i do feel that's that time is still kind of um that's the only freebie time in all of the the time on the year is that weird time between Christmas and New Year's where you're like, mm, yes. I'm actually allowed to have fun now and no, I don't you're right. feel bad I ever. can eat whatever I want. And it doesn't count. And it doesn't yeah. count. So I still celebrate that. And I say go off Mayan culture. Go off Mayan culture. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Did we eliminate time's relativity to you? That is juicy. It's, um, I love that. I, I um, you know, it's it's making me think how in the shallow end I am of the pool of um, exploration of knowledge. I feel well, think very... about like what is a second? I mean, like how did we good, come up with a second? Good retort, Josh. <laughs> it, no, but it's so fun. It's like what the fuck were we doing? And how right. do I know that my second is your second? Mm-hmm. But it's but yeah. The only reason clocks work now, the only reason you have GPS is quantum theory. They ultimately said the only actual reliable measurable thing is atomic particles spitting out neutrons. (laughs) Right. Well, GPS does complicate things because GPS is a straight technology. It's surveillance state. Totally surveillance state. (laughs) And and yeah, I mean, just because theoretical math is queer doesn't mean it can't be used for evil. Oh, they weaponize everything we give them. I mean, people weaponize astrology. I mean, look at Drag Race. Say look that. at Drag Race. Say that. <laughs> Say that. Say that. Okay. Um, wow. I mean, I feel like we've pretty much gotten to the bottom of it. We've uh, pretty much tackled time and space and math. I mean, I think we're going to win probably awards for this episode. <laughs> I think definitely awards. A Turner Prize, maybe? I think definitely Turner Prizes. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, the first joint Turner Prize winners who are all white gays. Aww. Since Turner himself, since Turner himself, there hasn't been one. Yeah, but one is Greek white. <laughs> that's true. That's true. <laughs> Only Sam is like really white at the beach. Oh my gosh! Just wait till July. I'll <laughs> wow. be perfectly tan. Now two olive olive skinned uh, queens ganging up on the white one. <laughs> Honey, you done been ganged up on me. Honey, I can't believe colorism. from the beginning of this. I thought I had it in the bag with you know Josh and I going to the beach, and mm. then as soon as we hit around the fifteen minute mark, damn, it's been Sam. Why don't you go ahead and lay under this bus it's while been we Sam, drive it white- back? Bitch, read a math book. <laughs> read a math book, and then maybe I'll invite you to pasta night with Sudi Green, <laughs> bitch. Unbelievable, the disrespect. God, um, you know what we should all do right now? Go get pasta. Yum. That'd be fucking camp. <laughs> that would be fucking <laughs> camp. <laughs> I thought I was sure it was gonna be kink. I was sure pasta was kink. No camp. <laughs> is pasta camp or? Camp? I guess it is camp. I think I mean, the noodles. noodles feels camp. Yeah, Can no, I tell no, you no. what camp. felt kink about it to me is what? the fact that it's like 86 degrees outside and eating right. pasta in 86 degree weather feels very kink to me. Mm. Yeah, maybe you're right. You know, <laughs> it's in camp, this context, pasta is salad, a summer pasta salad. Oh, yeah, that's camp. <laughs> that's camp because that's recognizing the artifice of pasta and saying, <laughs> yes. what if I made it cold? I mean, the it's idea, also, of, like, like, the cold, idea of salad. It's yeah, it's like, oh, it's salad, salad but it's pasta. Okay, you're like <laughs> okay. literally. Um, you thought salad you know, meant vegetables? Bob the drag queen. <laughs> yeah. How about a salad that's all carbs, honey? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe think when you say what salad is next uh, time. 
God. Um, damn. I mean, should we do our final segment? We have to. We have to. The raw chicken's coming any moment. Oh my! I mean, God. where is it? Not Wait, hold on. I'm gonna check my the box. Of, yeah, I should check too. Actually, I thought it came in earlier, but I'm just gonna see. It. Like, yeah, no, it's definitely not here. Earlier, we I got a text from an unknown in. number, and I was like, for sure, it's Grady's, but it's actually Joanne Simon, Democrat for Brooklyn Borough President. Oh, yeah, congrats. and my notifications are simply. Oh, you know, one of my notifications is in fact that we were tagged in a post by our fan account <gasps> we got oh a fan account. my god we got a fan account. And that's... wait sam didn't it happen sorry george when we were at the beach <laughs> it happened when we I were driving like... back from the beach you were like because oh my god, i we have a fan looked account. at my phone and i went <gasps> and you went what and i was like oh we got a fan account <laughs> and then sam texted me and i was in fact at a one-year-old's birthday party the one-year-old being of course cleo Sudi the Green. official baby <laughs> the official baby glamour girl of the podcast yeah um so so that was a big no, day for the so pod. That was a big day for both of us, I think. Um, George, our finals? Uh, George, why do I keep yeah, doing that? I don't it's know. It's actually it's legit, really legit. creeping me out. <laughs> George, our final segment. Josh, our final it's segment. It's actually violence. It's, yeah. <laughs> oh, no, I'm committing violence. Fuck. You're being, you're being actually arithmetic and not theoretical math right now by committing oh violence. Okay, Josh, our final segment is called um, Shout Outs. And we give a shout out to something we enjoy sort of in the style of 2001. It's TRL and you're shouting out to your squad back home. But just pretty much about anything you like. George, this time I don't have one. If I have, like I have literally like a, a, a tiny idea of one and I hope it'll come to me as I speak. Okay. Okay. What's up, listeners? Hope everyone is having an iconic day filled with theoretical math. I want to give a quick shout out to events where multiple people are on stage speaking. I'm talking panels. I'm talking Q&As. I'm talking someone doing a reading and then taking questions. These are things I used to find very um, unimaginative. But now, having not had them for a year and a half, I am ready to go to a film screening and then have the director come out at the end and not be able to articulate his vision at all, take questions that he then responds rudely to, and then have one person get up and say, say it with me, this is more of a comment. (laughs) So give it up for that, all my queens. Woo! I love that. Um, Okay, let me think of something very quickly. Um, I'm glancing around my room. I'm glancing outside. No, nice. wait, Josh, do you I think want I to have go? one if you need time? Okay, I just, Josh. okay, yes, go for it. Because honestly, pasta salad reminded me, shouts out gazpacho. Oh. I'm dealing with a little TMJ issue right now, and the dentist said, treat it like an injury. It's like if you played basketball and you sprained your ankle, you'd lay up for a little while. And I was like, I get the message even if I don't get the specifics. And he said, eat soft <laughs> foods. And I said, all right, smoothies in the morning, hell yeah. But what am I going to do for lunch and dinner in the summer? I don't want a soup. Yesterday, I remembered gazpacho. Gazpacho, bitch! And I had a lovely little gazpacho, and I said, maybe it's going to be a summer of gazpacho, even when my right jaw starts working again. Shouts out, gazpacho! Okay, summer of gazpacho, I'm listening. Now, Josh, drop the recipe. Well, I bought it at a place nearby. I I need one, because I actually have a Vitamix. I'm a smoothie queen, so I should get a good gazpacho recipe and make it. Okay, fine. Second, if you can't drop the recipe, drop, what was it called? Like, what kind of gazpacho was it? What kind of gazpacho was it? It just was listed as gazpacho. It felt like, a, to me, a very traditional gazpacho. Tomato-based. Gazp- yeah, it was a tomato-based gazpacho. Yeah. But I haven't oh, had I gazpacho in a while, so this felt like a sort of uh, return to gazpacho, mm. you know? Okay. All right. Summer Wait, what other types of gazpacho now? are there that aren't tomato-based? I just feel like 
I have a very distinct memory of once seeing watermelon gazpacho on a menu oh, and bitch. losing my mind. That sounds really good. Yeah. That sounds really fucking good. Okay, I'm going to I'm going to do the research and find that mm-hmm. in my neighborhood. Yeah, do the work maybe. I'm going to do the work. Yeah, do the work. Um and now I've had enough time to think about it and um okay, this is somewhat related to Josh's. What is up perverts out there? I just would like to give a huge hearty shout out to flossing. Mm. I started flossing in quarantine and it was challenging at first, but has taught me that if you practice something, you will get better at it over time. I am actually quite good at flossing now. And yes, sometimes I still bleed, but I kind of celebrate it. It's a bit satisfying and kind of funny to spit out some blood. I find it a little bit playful and you know, it's kind of cool to be a little bit nasty. Everyone knows that I've always felt this way. I don't wear deodorant, and so you guys get it. Anyway, love you, flossing, and I hope my teeth are better because of you, but I kind of feel like they're worse sometimes, but I have no proof. Woo! Woo! Uh, flossing rules. I agree. Feels I nice. need to get into flossing. I, I'm sorry to say this publicly. I don't floss. You will. I know. You will. And it'll be beautiful when you decide because no one can tell you to floss. You have to tell yourself. Especially not my dentist twice a year. Babe, if you want some incentive, start flossing. Sam and I are taking you to the beach as a reward, (laughs) as a treat. All right. Um, well, Josh, thanks so much for doing the pod. I mean, how do you feel? What an honor and a privilege. I'm, I'm reeling. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to be thinking about this for a long time. Uh, I actually this... do feel like I thought I knew what the math episode of this podcast would be. And this was absolutely not it at all. Yeah. I, I also I, I, had an idea and we yeah. went, we went, I did not think we'd spend as much time talking about theoretical, theoretical math, even though I understand I mostly drove it that way. <laughs> but once we got there, honestly, once we sort of synergized that it was camp, I was, I was soaring. Mama was flying. It, it mm-hmm. really like made me remember that these are, thoughts I have even ever had like when was the last time I thought about theoretical math couldn't tell you and yet it seems like I have been wanting to talk about it for years it's very refreshing to be like oh right there's like all these other big things I can think about and I don't have to just like only think about like your pilot. what's Ariana's new look <laughs> gonna be what's her new right. era <laughs> right it's, it's I you know I might crack open uh girdle Escher Bach tonight <laughs> I, might, which is a, I might need you to loan me do you have you read it? No. It, so to me, that's like the culture around it is straight culture, but the book itself probably queer. I, I really do want to read it. Yeah. I would love to have. Well, then, okay. Josh, I want to read your book about time. I, I'll give it to you. It's fun. Again, even when it gets beach. into the weeds, it's like sometimes it doesn't go into like hard math. Like there's not a lot of like fucking figures and stuff. It's explaining Mm. concepts to you. So even when it's not totally clear, I find it's just, it's music. It's like, it's, you don't get all the proper nouns, but you're sort of like, that's fucking trippy. It's a lot of like, it's very Christopher Nolan, which is straight, but it's a lot of like, if you think of time this way, it's wrong. If you think of it this way, it's also wrong. So what is time? And you're like, damn. (laughs) I love reflections on time in general. And so uh, I I do need the sort of the math science perspective. And the the first half is the history of just how we've conceived of time over time. And then it gets into the science, the math of like how it works on- on We need more pop sci books for gay audiences. (laughs) Yeah. And I don't know that this is for a gay audience, but it, but- but certainly I had fun reading it. Mm. I mean, there we go. That's, but that's you're right. A great we need, that needs to be a full genre. Right? Like they are yeah. targeting straight men. They definitely are. And that's actually exclusionary. Yeah. Well, you know, the. did you guys read less? <laughs> yes. I loved less. That was the reflection on time for gay men. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, you're so right. 
Sam, you're it's so true. right. Less is a work of theoretical math. Yeah, <laughs> ultimately. Very interesting. Um, okay, well, Josh, we'll let you go, but this was a delight. Thank you. Thank you, and I'm going to let you guys go as well, just so it's, you know, mutual. Please, I've been please, please, bound please. this whole time. <laughs> um, okay, but don't hang